But I just want to um, just kind of recap uh, where where I left off from 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 previous week. This was actually a kind of like a one Sunday sermon, but. Boy, as you dig deeper into the Word of God, it's just the Spirit of God just begins to, hey, remember this. Hey, check this out. As a matter of fact, you can spend so much in just a sentence in the Word of God, just a word in the Word of God. How many of you know what I'm talking about? Say amen, amen, amen. And so today, uh, what I wanted to get to is to talk about how if we can have reverence for God, if we can show and give him reverence, well, we can also show the opposite, which is irreverence. We too can be irreverent towards God. And, and I, I just want to give you uh, one point and then Pastor Johnson will just continue it because there's different areas of our lives that we can show irreverence to our God. And the point of it is that I want you guys to understand is that examine your life and say, am I being, am I having this uh, irreverent spirit towards God in this area? Like, I want you to acknowledge that and, and kind of just do a self-checkup. Do a self-checkup. <laughs> Many of us don't like to go to the doctor for checkups because essentially the doctor is going to find something, Right. Essentially, I don't like going to the dentist because I know that as I look at my smile, it looks great, but they're going, they're going to dig a little deeper. They're going to use certain tools that I don't have at home. They're going to be using some mirrors that I cannot afford and some drills and things that I don't even want to begin to think about them. And they'll find why, because their purpose is to look for those things so that they can make fun of me. They can say, ha, I told you so. No. So that they can help us out in the long run. So that they can give us what we need to feel better. To make a better smile. And the same thing goes with the Word of God, church. The Word of God is a sword. It talks about that it is a, a, a sword that is, that, that is sharp on both ends because it breaks everything apart. It breaks even the thickest bone in our body. And so what I want us to do is I want us to do a self-checkup and say, am I showing irreverence? Am I not acknowledging my God in these different areas of my life? But before that, let me just kind of recap. We talked about the seven reasons why we should bring reverence to our God, why we should bring him honor. This is Isaiah. You don't have to turn there. It will be on your screen. This is Isaiah 11. A shoot will come up from the stump of Jesse. From his roots, a branch will bear fruit. Speaking about Jesus. And the spirit of the Lord, the first one, will rest in him. The spirit of wisdom will rest in him. The spirit of understanding will rest in him. The spirit of counsel. And something about counsel, church, something about counseling that, uh, that, that I kind of came across as I kind of scrolled through social media. I told you before that in my experience, God doesn't counsel us by shouting at us. God doesn't counsel us by, by showing these open up and open up the skies and just kind of his voice out loud. Many times he just simply whispers. Anybody can be a witness here this morning that know what I'm talking about. He just whispers. He teaches you things through the ordinary things of life. 
when we were um, going to some youth camps, uh, 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 discovery camp over there in Columbus, Texas, they had this uh, kind of uh, this uh, sort of like an icebreaker game where 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 they would bring all the leaders up and they would line them up here and they would say, "All right, I want you to finish the sentence. God is like." And I don't know those of you who went to, to those camps with that. And then they would just put an object. For example, they put a pencil. And then they say, all right, finish that. And just using that visual. All right, God is like, God is, God, oh, God's love. God's love is like a pencil. Because he writes something new in your heart and he erases all the things that you don't need. And then you, you just kind of make those connections. God's love is like a chair. How? Oh, God's love is like a chair because you can sit upon and depend on him. And maybe when you're so tired, you can just lay and rest. God's love is like a chair. See, God can teach you so much just in the simplest things. The question is, are you listening? Or I came to this picture. I want you to show this picture uh, back to your own mind. It says this. This is, it's hard to hear God's voice when you've already decided what you want him to say. Can somebody say, ouch, or mm-hmm. It is hard to hear God's voice when you already decided what you want him to say. But I give reverence to God because I know that he's my counselor. I give reverence to God because the word says that uh, he, is, he has the spirit of might, the spirit of knowledge, and the spirit of fear, where we came, another translation said, reverence. And he delights in the reverence of the Lord. He delights in the fear of the Lord. So we gave you those at the beginning. And then we kind of just moved on and looked at the benefits of why we should bring reverence. And, and it took us into how Jesus lived his life, where he brought reverence to the Lord. And there's a scripture. You don't have to turn there. I'm just kind of reviewing. This is Hebrews chapter 5, verse 7. During the days of Jesus' life on earth, he offered up prayers and petitions with fervent, what church? With fervent cries and tears to the one who saved him from death. And look at the result. And he was heard because of what church? Because of his reverent submission. If you ever wonder, God, are you listening? The question shouldn't be, God, are you listening? The question should be, am I being reverent? Am I, am I in, in, in my, all of my areas of my life? Am I giving him honor? Am I acknowledging that he is here? Am I taking that time to say, God, you are here? Because we can be irreverent. Reverence means to have a deep awareness of God, a deep awareness of God and with a deep respect for his presence that results because I reverence him so much because I know that he is here just like we reverend people in our lives, just like we reverend uh, the elders in our families, our grandparents, <clears throat> That uncle that you have, that aunt that always buys you something, just like you reverent your boss at work, just like you are you are reverent and respectful of us as pastors and the leadership team, etc. Just if that high and even higher reverence for God, it results in this loving devotion for Him. The coming to church is not a, a have to, but it's a desire. To do so because you are so in love with the Lord that you revere. 
that you have such a loving devotion for him, for his will, for his ways. And that's the kind of God that we serve. He deserves it all. He is worthy of it all. He is worthy. Come on, if he is worthy, then show him by clapping and giving him glory and honor and respect. So we come to this topic of irreverence. How are we irreverent? Because if reverence means to show the highest honor, and as a result, I love my God. Well, irreverence means not being aware of God's presence and spiritual activity in our lives. So when we are not aware of his presence, when we don't acknowledge him, the result is a dishonoring lifestyle. I, I, again, I go back to my personal children. I go back to them to where uh, sometimes, and, 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 and being reverent is nothing, something that you're born with all of a sudden. You have to practice this. This is something that you have to practice and, and you have to be taught. We're not born with being reverent. We're not born with give honor. As a matter of fact, the most selfish people in the world, you know who they are? Babies. Most selfish people in the world. All they want is for you to take care of them, feed them, change them, carry them. You know, when they cry, you better run. Because if not, they'll cry harder, harder and louder. Most selfish people in the world. Yeah, we love them with all our heart, right? And, and, and church, and, and, and when we are irreverent, I, I look at my children that, boy, it just oh, moves my heart. All the parents in the house see this is kind of what you go through as well. But when we go somewhere and when my kids do not acknowledge that person that is greeting or, or that new, oh my God, it just, especially when they're trying to say hello and they're on their phone. You know what I'm talking about? Oh my goodness gracious. You know, you, you ever do that little pinch on the side? Parents, you know what I'm talking about? Uh, come on, don't leave me by myself, all right? Just You know what I'm talking about. You know, when you're like, hey, say hello, all right? And, and when, when that takes place, you, got, you know that that is just, it, it, the result is just dishonoring, or, uh, dishonoring a lifestyle where they don't recognize anybody else. So it's something taught. Look at them in the eye, shake the hands, acknowledge that they're here. Give them a big hug. As we leave, hug everybody. I've learned this from my, my sister-in-law, Tabitha. This is something that she... Kids, give hugs everybody. Give, give, give hugs everybody. Say goodbye. Say goodbye. Love you, love you. I, I love that. I love that. I love that, that there's that reverence. There's that honoring. In church, when we honor God, can you imagine his face and his presence in this place? And we felt it. I don't know about you, but there's something happening in our church in the last couple of Sundays because we are acknowledging that he is here. He is with us. He is with us. I, I don't have the statistics, but if I show you our attendance in previous summers, I don't know, uh, pastors and leaders, I don't know if you noticed this, but if I show you our attendance in previous summers, it's the lowest. But right now we're having the highest attendance in summer of 2023. Praise be to God. Why? Because we're hungry. We are reverent for our God that he is real and he's here in this place. He is here in this place. I don't know about you, but it's... We don't have time to play church. The only time we have is to be reverent of our God. 
So I want to give you only one area, and then uh, I'll hand that off into next week. I want to give you just one area where we can find ourselves. We need to have that, that, that conversation in our mirror and say, am I being irreverent in this area? And the first area is in our worship. Are you being irreverent uh, in our worship? You know, the book of Malachi, which I've asked you to turn to the chapter one, the book of Malachi is God speaking through, 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 the, through the prophet Malachi to, uh, through the Israelites. This is 100 years after their, uh, their, uh, their exile, and, and God is speaking to them. Now, the, the, the people of Israel, they love God, and, and, and they kind of have their customs and things, but but they, 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 they veered off the, the, the path where they needed to go. And they began to just have a routine of life. Just simply going to church, if you can kind of just put it in 2023, just singing the songs, just coming to church, just, just, just being kind here and there, and, and just living this, this cycle with that truly, truly uh, staying in the heart of worship that they started at the very beginning. They just... Felt and fell into this. Just uh, here I am, and 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 here we go, and just living life. And so God just kind of puts a stop and says, Malachi, I need you to speak to them. And so the, actually, the whole book of Malachi is a conversation that Malachi has, has with the Israelites about their irreverent towards God. Now he begins in verse six of Malachi chapter one, where where God says, I want you to ask him all these things. You be my voice. I'm not going to speak. You be my voice. I'm not going to speak out loud. You be it. So this is Malachi chapter 1, verse 6. And this is a question that God is asking through the prophet Malachi. A son honors his father and a slave his master. This is the NIV version. If I am a father, where is is the honor due to me? What a simple question. What a, God brought it all the way down to the basics. If parents have honor, if slaves honor their masters, this is in Bible times during slavery, then I am the father. The father of the fatherless, there's a scripture that says, where is the honor due me? If I am a master, where is the respect due me, says the Lord of mighty. Now, you might be thinking, oh, man, that's harsh. You can just imagine if, if God comes and through a prophet begins to scold us, all of us will, will feel that. You know what I'm talking about? Right? Like when you talk, you know, when you sit your children down and you have that conversation, you know, the one that they are dreaded. I mean, this caught them off surprise. They were on the, just doing their, hey, guys, I need you to listen. Listen to what God says. If, if sons honor their fathers, the slaves honor their masters, where is the honor to the father of all fathers? Where is the honor? Now, I don't have it on your screen, but you have it on your Bible. That I want you to understand that Malachi did not begin his conversation. God did not begin his conversation through Malachi by simply beginning with a scolding. Oh, you guys, let me tell you. No, no, no. As a matter of fact, if you go back and you read the first verse, Malachi, his first words, God speaking through him. 
He was saying, have I not loved you so much? See, that's a good father. He begins by speaking about and reminding us of his great love for us. Somebody say amen in the house of the Lord. Do you see what I God, before he, he brings his main point, his, his reason to have the conversation, Israel, Israel, I just want to remind you, I love you so much. And then he begins to give him uh, different reasons why he loves them. And then he begins, see, that's good parenting. All the parents in the house know what I'm talking about. That's good parenting. That you acknowledge, listen, my son, my daughter, I love you so much. But this is what you're doing, and it needs to change. It doesn't change the love that I have for you. Amen, somebody. Nothing can remove us, can remove the love of God for us. But he does bring it forward. And the first one is in our worship. He says, it is you, priests, speaking to the leadership team here, who you contempt for my name. And the word contempt means willfully dis disobey uh, or to, uh, to have an open disrespect. But you ask, how have we shown contempt for your name? How have we disrespected you? And said, by offering me defile food on my altar. By offering defiled food in verse 7. But you ask, how have we defiled you? By saying that the Lord's table is contemptible, which means that you are ungrateful and complaining about what we bring, what uh, people bring. When you offer, here's the worship, blind animals for sacrifice. Is that not wrong? A blind animal is not our best. It's the leftovers. It's what other people wouldn't even take themselves. And that's what we're offering here. When you sacrifice lame and diseased animals, is that not wrong? Try offering them to your governor. Would he be pleased with you? Would he accept you? Says the Lord Almighty. Here's what I want to leave you. Are you, am I dishonoring God in our worship? That when the song hits, that when the music plays, I know that there's a lot of you here that you worship differently and there is no perfect way. This is the 100%. If you do this, this is this. No, 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 I get it. I know that there's different ways of lifting our hands. I know there's different ways to move. I know there's different ways to sing. I know that there's some of you who don't sing out loud. You sing inside your heart. I know all of that. But are you worshiping? That's the question. In whatever way you do so, if you keep your hands here in your pockets, if you have your hands up, because you can do all of these things, but still your heart not be in there. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Are you truly honoring God with your worship? Just think about that. As you come into this gates, this temple, honor the Lord with your worship. That when the song is up there or whether the song is not up there, as soon as you hear that chord or even before, as you walk in through those doors and you are greeted by one of our greeters, begin to worship 
the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. As you're getting ready at home, as you're putting on that nice shirt or, or those, or, or the dress or whatever it is that you're makeup, you name it, that even then you have that worship spirit and you're saying, God, I am ready. I'm beginning to worship you this morning because you deserve it all. How many of you say amen to that? Amen. I'm as, uh,